Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. You know that God rewards faithfulness? He does. He rewards faithfulness. God's a good God. All right. Well, I'm going to take just about 15 minutes. Maybe. (laughs) Let's pray. I need to shift gears here a little bit. Father, we thank you, God, for your goodness. We just pray, again, we pray that you bless them, bless their socks off, God. And I pray that wherever they turn, they run into you. In Jesus' name, I pray you bless this message. Help me to speak your word, your heart, your values. Help me to speak what you want to be said, Lord. We thank you for this church. We thank you for their amazing hearts and their zeal for you. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Amen. Amen. All right, just for fun, I think I'm going to start with a scripture. I was going to give away a prize if anyone could quote it today. But I figured you'd all get it right, so. Um, Let's go to James 5.16 real quick. Real quick. Uh, I I was not going to put it in. In fact, in my notes, I put it out, and the Lord's like, Hey, what are you doing? You know that God speaks with an accent? What are you doing? So I said, all right, I'll put it back in. All right, I'm going to do this real quick, though, because I need to set it up for kind of a point here this morning. So James 5.16, it says, Therefore, this is the amplified version, Therefore, confess your sins to one another that your, uh, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps or your offenses. Amen? Amen? I know all of you have this written somewhere, right? You should have it like on a post-it on your dash. You know, when God keeps repeating something, he's trying to get it in you. And pray for one another that you might be healed and restored. I'd like you to do me a favor. We're going to exercise this again. Just touch somebody next to you and just say, Lord, I pray that you'd heal and restore them. Amen. All right. Isn't that easy? So I'd like you to practice that at Walmart. That's so much fun. You're walking through Walmart, and all of a sudden the Lord will kind of lead you to someone, or, you know, they're limping a little bit, and you're like, yes. It's like, you ever smell a steak when it comes off the grill? That's the way that, that, mmm. When we see someone limping at Walmart, we should be like, mmm. I'm going to fulfill James 5.16 today. (laughs) It's fun. Isn't it fun? It's exciting to do that, and it changes the world. Uh, that That you might be healed and restored. So all of you guys had practice. So practice makes perfect. Amen? So that's good. 
The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is... Oh, you guys are good. And can have tremendous power. You know the devil's a liar? I'd like you to say with me, the devil's a liar. liar. If you don't think that prayer is powerful then you believe a lie. The devil's a liar. He doesn't want us to pray because the Bible says that it has tremendous power. And in the Greek, it says it makes tremendous power available. Through prayer, makes, it invokes tremendous power. It invokes tremendous power. Say this, say, I have tremendous power power. when I pray. pray. Amen. Amen. You know, when your boss says that you're not going to get a raise this year, you need to laugh. (laughs) I know how to fast and pray. You'll be changing your mind. (laughs) You know, uh, years ago, the Lord used to challenge me when I was in business. I was working for a company, and um, the Lord told me to apply for this job. And he said I was in the, the shop, and I was covered in grease every day. had the worst job in the whole company. I hated every minute of it, but the Lord kept telling me to stay there. Sometimes obedience will cost you a little bit. Sometimes obedience will cost you a little dignity. And we can get frustrated at the grease and don't understand the coming glory. So I'm there, and every day the Lord's speaking to me. I put a box on a shelf one day, and the Lord said, stay here, and I'll bless you. And I'm like, really? I hate this. I went to Bible college. I did all these things. I, you know, I got my degree. I did whatever you told me to do. And now I'm working in this horrible job. Lord's like, yep. (laughs) Congratulations. You have arrived. You know, sometimes if you can't be humble, you can't be promoted in the kingdom. If he promotes you before you've learned humility, it'll actually work destruction in your life. Sometimes when we're saying, God, I want promotion quicker, he's saying, okay, learn to fast and pray and humble yourself. Woo! Nobody said amen to that. All right. So there I was. I was praying and I was, I was, I was fasting and praying. We were serving at the church here, the, wherever, wherever they needed it, we served. We did kids, we did youth, we cleaned things, we built things, we cleaned the toilets. I didn't like that job, but I did it. You just serve. Amen? So many times people say, I want to be used of God. I want to to be an international speaker. And God's like, you're going to be an international toilet scrubber. (laughs) Oh God, I'm way too advanced for that. And he's like, that's the problem. So I'm there, and I'm, I had a dream in my heart. I knew I was called to ministry. I knew that God wanted to do something, and life didn't make sense at the time. And sometimes we, we say in our heart, we say, I know I was, I was designed for something bigger than this assignment. I was designed for something bigger, something larger than this current assignment, and we can get very frustrated in that. Anyone ever been there? And God has put a dream in every single person's heart. 
and he wants to see that thing fulfilled. But sometimes we have to endure the grease until we get to the glory. Amen? So there I am, I'm enduring the grease, and then it gets worse. I'm actually on the job, and I'm lifting all this metal every day, and I'm putting all this stuff away. I was in really, really good shape. I was. I could bench, I mean, I could bench a lot of weight back then. I lifted every single day at work. I did. And one day I thought, hey, I don't need the forklift for that. I was wrong. <laughs> they hauled me to the doctor. And uh, so I was, uh, they sewed me up. I hurt myself. And they, uh, they took care of me. They paid for the thing. And uh, anyways, so now I'm thinking, I don't like my job. Now I got hurt on the job. I'm married, what am I going to do? You put a dream in my heart, this is even compounding things even more. Are you even there? Anyone ever say that? Where are you? You're supposed to be some big God? I like Abraham. Abraham, God began to speak to him, and he said, get out of your country. He had to get out of old thinking and get around people that did not support him, what God was calling him to do. He was saying, get out of that thing. Get out of that old thinking. Get out of stinking thinking. And he was trying to birth a dream in his heart that Abraham wasn't just a man on the planet. Abraham was going to be a father of nations. And at the beginning, it didn't make sense. At the beginning, it just seemed like life was passing by. In the beginning, it just seemed like the days were rolling by, and yet God kept enforcing a dream in his heart. And he says, God, I'm bigger than this. Why am I stuck in this little village? And his crops, his cattle, everything, God started blessing. God began to use him. And even in that, he wasn't satisfied because he knew he had a dream in his heart. And God began to challenge him in that. And he had to speak to him over and over and over and over and over until finally he got it in his heart that this is a process, not a moment. Look at the sands of the seas. What do you see? Look at the stars of the sky. What do you see? And then the devil comes in. How many have ever met the devil? Yes. Devil comes in, and he says, I think God has forgotten you. Anyone ever been there in that valley? God has forgotten you. God is not going to be there through this thing. God is not going to see it through, you know, or you messed up. You're, you're not going to get there. You're a failure. Who are you to believe that? And you start to believe that the, even though I have a dream in my heart, that I'm not the person that can fulfill it. And God has to work with Abraham over and over and over until Abraham finally aligns his heart with God and faith begins to come into play. And then Abraham becomes unstoppable. He has a child at, a, at an old age and an older age. And uh, then God puts the dream to a test. And it says there, I don't have time to go through all those scriptures, but it says there, and God himself, God tested his faith. It's like the, the dream is beginning to birth, 
And it says there, it says that God tested his faith. Sometimes we blame the devil for some of that, and I think he can be used as a pawn. But it says that God tested his faith. He wanted to make sure before he graduated to the next level that he was fulfilling the level he was on. Just say amen. I'm telling you, I've been there where my heart was aching because of a dream inside of me, and yet my life didn't manifest the dream. You ever been there? And, and it, it's, a, it's a mind struggle sometimes because, I mean, God had given me dreams when I was a kid and, and actual visions. I seen visions of me going overseas, and I seen visions of these things, and, and, uh, and nothing seemed to be fulfilled. Just cleaning the church, working in my greasy job. Anybody ever been there? Am I building a picture here? And the Bible says that God tested his faith and he had him go up and sacrifice his son. Can you even believe that God would say such a thing? And sometimes it feels like we have to sacrifice what, what seems to be uh, my mission in life. And God is saying, I want you to lay that attitude down. I want you to lay that down. Prematurely, you want to launch into something. I'm telling you to lay that down and wait for my best. Serve well until God opens the door. And then when God said to do this, he, he puts his son, and his son was not a child. His son was old at this time. Probably could lick him. Probably could beat him. You know what I mean? He's like, you're going to put me on the altar? <laughs> I always picture his son. He looked kind of like, you know, like... Uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> you gonna put me on the altar? Okay, Papa. So he submits, and Abraham goes forward, and he now faith is alive, and he knows that obstacles are no longer the problem, it's allegiance with God. He said. We will return. So he knew that God would either raise him up because he was the promised child. God would either raise him up, he would stop him, but God would do something because God put the dream in his heart and now he's been obedient and he's been faithful and he's done what God has said and God is about to release him in the dream that's in his heart. So with everything in him, he's like, I don't understand it. I don't want to do this, but I'm willing to do what God called me to do. And the Bible says an angel stopped him. But it wasn't until his will complied with God's will. Amen? His will complied with God's will. And it released the angelic. I, I don't know if you guys got that. But when his will complied with God's will, it released the angelic. When his will complied with God's will, will it released heaven's help. So much of the time when we are, you know, we're cell leaders, we're trying to grow our cell, and, uh, and, you know, we're trying to change the community, we're trying to change these things, and we're like, man, I can see it. I, I know that I want to multiply all these times. I want to change the world. I want Barron County and Chippewa and Eau Claire County, all those to come to Christ. And sometimes 
The hindrance isn't just people not wanting to come. God is working something on the inside of us. Amen? I like, I was talking to Scott and uh, Dan and them, and uh, they were running into a real hindrance in their cell, and they were only like three people or something for a long time. They're both great leaders, uh, love people, and they began to fast and pray and committed to that process, and something in that God was doing, and now, where, where are you guys? Dan, how many of you guys are averaging now, if everybody came? Yeah. How many? 12. That's a big jump from where you were a number of months back. Amen. Something began to break. There's nothing wrong. There's always lots of unsaved people to win. Amen? Just say amen. All right. Are you guys okay? We need to know that God has got our back. Amen? He put a dream in you. He said to me the other day, I was just, I was just driving. I wasn't even like uh, in deep in prayer. I like to be deep in prayer at times where I really connect with God, and then I just get quiet, and that's where he'll speak to me. It's something he taught me years ago. But I was just driving around, and I heard the voice of the Lord say, he said, I want you to start dreaming God-sized dreams again. I started meditating on that, and I thought, well, I'm a dreamer, you know, and I, we've got a vision for our church, and we've got these things going on. And, uh, but as I began to meditate on it, I started to realize that I let some dreams die in my life, that God didn't want to die, didn't want those things to die. He said, I want you to dream big dreams. I want you to dream God-sized dreams. Begin to put them on paper and begin to go after them. We don't have to figure out how everything. We need to come in alignment with the King of Kings. Amen? All right, let me hit a couple of scriptures. You guys okay? I'd like you to go to Psalms 126. Psalms 126. And for those watching online, God bless you. I pray that God would touch you right there in your home. Uh, Psalms 126. Just go ahead and flip over that to that real quick. Man, sometimes my Bible don't have Psalms in it. Oh, there it is. Sometimes the Bible says that a seed has to fall into the ground and it has to die before it comes alive. But that, does that mean that the process is over? I'd just like you to just take a breath. I'd like you to say, Lord, show me the dream you have for my life. Amen. They say if your occupation aligns with your vision, you win the lottery. And that's really true. But it doesn't always have to line up. It can sometimes just be a tool for good things. Let's look at this. Psalms 126. It says, this is after the people are returning from the Babylon captivity. 
They're in bondage for years and years and years, and you start to forget who you are when you're under bondage for a long time. You forget who you are. And sometimes all you know is survival, paycheck to paycheck, just trying to get diapers for your kids. And all of that shifted in a moment. Prophets were prophesying, saying it's going to happen. And they're like, yeah, I don't think so. We've been in this for a long time. We believe you, but kind of. And all of a sudden, the decree was made, and they were going to be released from Babylon. And they were in shock. The people were like, this is really happening. This is happening. And something, when faith takes hold in your heart, something begins to happen in your life. When faith begins to fill you again, something begins to shape your life. And that's exactly what happened here. They were saying, oh my word, all the promises of God were true. And something began to boil up in their heart and they began to live on the inside again. And this is what it says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Some people have come from horrible backgrounds and they lost their ability to dream. And God wants to refire powerful dreams again. Some people are called, I believe, in this church to run for Senate, to run as a representative, to get on school boards, to run huge corporations. I believe that there are visions here that God wants to release to create millionaires and billionaires. I believe that God wants to create evangelists that do crusades and touch the world. I believe that God wants to raise up authors, creative giftings that change the whole world. Because we're not small town people, we're children of the kingdom of God. And we are pregnant with dreams and visions and abilities. And I love what the Bible says that when they came out of Egypt, it says God gave them abilities. God moved on them and gave them abilities, craftsmen to do all the work that God had to do. It came to them. Sometimes you have to work for it. I, God, I was telling you the story at the beginning of my message. And at that time, I had to work hard in that ugly situation. God used that when I hurt myself. They said, you can either sit home or you can sit here. But if you sit at the company, we want you to sit with every manager and write procedures for their department. And I said, well, I guess I can do that. They said, you have a college degree, right? And I said, yeah. I didn't know anything about the company. I just knew my ugly little area. It was ugly. <laughs> it was so funny. The Lord told me, he said, right before this happened, he said, I want you to start wearing nice clothes to work. I said, I'm not wearing nice clothes to work because I'll wreck all my clothes. The Lord said, I want you to start wearing nice clothes to work. I said, okay, you win. So he was setting me up because all the managers would walk through the department that I worked in, and they didn't know me, but all of a sudden I looked nice, presentable, right before this happened. Isn't God smart? Yes. Then he said to me after this, I sat with all the managers. So I got to know all the managers. Then the Lord said, you're going to go sit in front of the VP of sales office every Friday until one day he talks to you. So I did. Every Friday I sat there and he got upset finally and he talked to me. He said, I told you I'm too busy and I don't know if we're hiring. 
And week after week after week, the Lord said, you better get up there. And one day he looked at me, he started laughing. He said, you ain't going away. And I said, nope. <laughs> he said, do you have an electronics degree? I said, nope. He said, are you a Christian? I said, yep. He said, so am I. He said, I'll hire you. <laughs> he hired me, and then he paid for me to go to night school to get my electronics degree. Don't tell me God can't do things. Don't tell me that. And then God began to open other doors. But so many times we hear from God and we dis disqualify ourselves because of a capability, uh, a weakness, or something. And we need to know that if we partner with God, anything is possible. That's what my Bible says. Anything is possible. You know, you can even retire from the sheriff's department and start a licorice business, and God can bless it. You know what I'm saying? That's a plug for you, Sherry. All right. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Say, God, open up my dreams again. Then our mouth, look at this. Our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. What are you dreaming in your heart? What are you dreaming? I dream of an entire county coming to Christ. I dream of planting cell leaders all over the region until it becomes obnoxious, where people have to like want to be sinners. Like, like they have to like they have to like put on glasses and drive their car like this because everywhere they go are these Jesus fanatics. They turn on TV, the media is full of commercials. Why? Can Roe versus Wade be turned? How many believed that two months ago? What can you believe today? See, God can do anything. Just say amen. I love this. The Lord has done great things for them and for us. He wants you to dream. He wants you to dream. He wants you to dream. One thing is to dream. Another thing is to put it on paper, to put some goals down, to make, make it a real thing. I want to be a cell leader. I want, to, I, want to, I want 10 cells within two years. You put it on paper. You put a timeline. You put it together. You start laying your hand on that every morning, and you start praying that God would breathe on it and bless it. And he'll give you, if you're not real evangelism-based, you know, charismatic, then he'll put people in your cell that are. Why? Because it's your faith that's pulling them in. Just say Amen. You're an author. You're like, God put books in me, but I don't know how to get them out. Then find a mentor to help you write those books and get them out. Amen? Songs are, you're pregnant with songs. Then get with some people that can help you get them out. All right, just a couple more scriptures. 
Proverbs 13, 12. Proverbs 13, 12. Man, is it warm in here today or is it just me? <laughs> Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. Whew. I'd like you to memorize that. Is this in your Bible? Is, is, this, is this in your Bible? Is it? Is this in your Bible? Not yet. No, don't know yet. Can't find Proverbs. It's not in mine either. So, Proverbs thirteen twelve. Someone read that. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. See, God is saying He wants you to see your dreams fulfilled. He wants you to see things that are in your heart actually begin to materialize and come alive. And part of it is us joining with him in this thing. Amen? Humility has a big role in it. Something that the Lord's been speaking to me about. Now, when I was ordained in the ministry, I never had to worry about humility anymore because all that stuff was dealt with. Amen? Man, they anointed me with oil. All the temptations were gone. Strong anointing. I conquered pride all by myself. <laughs> no, we have to come in alignment with him and begin to dream again. I don't care if you're 12 or if you're 90 years old, God has a dream in your heart that he wants to fulfill at this stage of the game. If you say I'm done and you're just going to park yourself on a hammock, then you're just going to probably die feeling a little empty. But God has something in all of us, and he's trying to fan the flame. You know what revival is? Revival is the church starting to dream again. It's the church starting to fan the flame, saying, hey, we're going to take over a nation. We're going to put people in key places in magazines and newspapers. We're going to dream, and we're going to do it. We're going to win a city. We're going to win a town. We're going to win our state. We're going to win a nation. Amen? That's what dreamers do. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you stop dreaming and you're like, oh, that'll never be fulfilled. Oh, Martha. Oh. You know, excuses are from the pit of hell. I, I just, sometimes I talk to people and they're, they're like, you know, God wants me to start this business. And I'm like, well, good, do it. Well, I don't have the education. I'm like, go get it. Well, I don't have the ambition. That's a problem. Then get out of bed, start jogging, go work out in the gym until testosterone kicks in and you have more ambition. Amen? He designed us to conquer, to succeed, to dream, to fulfill. Amen? Pastor Bob, just get back to something religious. All right. Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. So if God is calling you to go to college, then as soon as the hard test comes, don't you dare quit. 
Don't you dare quit. Having done all to stand, therefore stand your ground. You do everything and you stand your ground. You get a mentor. You get someone to, to study with you. You do something and you fulfill what God has called you to do so he can open the next door. Sometimes we're at a train station and we're like, you know, the train that's coming is a red train and it's going to our first connection and then then we're going to get on a blue train and then we takes us to our final destination. Instead of waiting for the red train, we're already looking for the blue train and we miss the train because we're not looking at the thing in front of us. Does that make sense? Okay, I need to wrap up. Give me another half hour. Just kidding. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Is a tree of life. Is a tree of life. Sometimes the news wants to kill your dreams. They want to say that, that the economy's too bad, this is too bad, you know, you can't get into real estate, you can't get into law, you can't get into this, you can't get into that. And don't listen to that. If God put a dream in your heart, then you go after it with everything you have. Amen? When you birth a big dream, when you, when you start going, wow, remember what Joseph did? He went, wow, God said, I'm going to rule a nation. You're going to bow down to me. And they said, I want to get behind that. And they blessed him with the fivefold ministry. <laughs> they beat him up and threw him in a pit. Sometimes friends that you shouldn't be hanging around want to steal that and put you in a pit. Share your dreams to good, healthy people. Amen? Don't cast your pearls before swine. Get around people that'll build you, that'll encourage you, that'll breathe life on that vision. Amen? What is God trying to birth in your life? He told me, driving down the road, he said, I want you to dream God-sized dreams. I want you to dream big dreams. And then I felt that he said, I want you to share this on Sunday because God wants the church in America to dream again. We're not some little sect. We're not some, some 3% of the community. We're about 80-some percent of the nation. We are the sleeping giant. 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 We run this country. A hope deferred, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. God wants to heal discouragement, disappointment, and he wants to birth vision, in, he's birthed a lot. We have a vision in this church, but he wants to birth dreams in this church. To stretch the bounds. Bobby Connor looked at me one day and he said, you need a bigger vision. I said, I thought I had a big vision. He said, you don't have a big vision. You know, I'm paraphrasing. I said, what? He said, no, I want you, he said, God wants you to, to have a bigger vision. We're going to send people all over the world. 
We're going to send teams out that are going to minister. We're going to have materials that you guys create that's going to be sold and touch the world. We're going to have media things that go out and touch the world. We're already hitting like a million people a month or something on social media. I never dreamt that we could hit a thousand a month, and now we're hitting about a million. That's amazing. So I feel like you know that God is there. You've had encounters with God. You have faith. You believe the Bible. But it's like some of us have been wounded in battle, and we've lost our ability to dream. And God wants to breathe life in your dreams again. He wants to give you faith again to believe for the impossible. Does that make sense? Wow. Glory to God. How can I wrap this up? I hit like one point here. I'm going to hit another point on this next week, I think, or when I speak next. Because the other side of this coin is learning to have faith for your dream. That was my second point, is to have faith. In 1 Corinthians 12, 9, it talks about the gift of faith. And I've said this before, but I believe that we're coming into a season that God is going to give the gift of faith to the church. You can get it now. He's trying to do that now. He wants to give faith to, to dreamers. He wants to give faith to dreamers. I'm telling you, God is on this thing. God wants to have Christian schools again. How many have faith for that? We need to start praying for that. Tell me that this nation doesn't need Christian schools. People walking around with furry costumes and Lord knows what's going on nowadays. I ain't sending my kids to... Hi, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? There's some good schools around here, but there's some bad schools around here. And we need to get on those boards. We need to make some change, but we also need some Christian schools. We need to plant lots of churches. We need to have Christian businessmen raise up. Amen? How about college professors in the local college? So when, when some crack nut is giving some weird view to your kids that you're paying them to teach them something, all of a sudden there's a Christian there that is saying, that's not true, this is true, and God gives them grace to say what he needs to say, and God protects their job, and they begin to retrain the next generation. The Bible says this in Matthew 21, 20, and 22. And I'll finish. It says, if there's a mountain in front of you, you can speak to that thing and cast it into the sea. Now, the more I study that scripture, we know that he's, he's, it's an illustration. But he really meant that if there's an obstacle in front of you, an obstacle in front of your calling, an obstacle in front of your dream, he wants you to learn how to walk by faith and kick that obstacle out of the way so you can fulfill what God has called you to fulfill. Amen? So many times we hear people say, well, it's a closed door, I tried. Eh. Oh, it's a closed window. Eh. I'm like, you didn't even get out of bed. Did you fast and pray for 40 days? Did you, did you pound heaven until your knees bled? 
Amen? Did you get with the guys at the church and pray through that baby? Did you birth it, which is the definition, you have intercession and supplication, and intercession means to birth something, amen? That's what God wants to release. Just stand up if you will. Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit was given, and it says, as they went, the Holy Spirit went with them, confirming with signs and wonders ahead of them. No. Following. Signs and wonders following. So a big part of dreaming is to take a step. I like Ray works at the jail a lot. He's got things to do. You know what he did? He took a step. He gave some time and has won a lot of people to Jesus. Faith, see, is a step and signs and wonders follow. We want to fulfill a dream. We take a step and signs and wonders follow. Amen? Isn't that good? I want you to grab somebody next to you. Go ahead and just grab somebody next to you. Put your hand on them. Don't pinch them. Don't poke them. Just I want to keep it, you know, cordial, Christian clean. Whoo, come on. Anybody, like, fired up? Come on. Man, life ain't over. I don't care if it's a good economy, a bad economy. The Bible says that you can prosper in times of famine. God can give you ideas that will blow people's minds, and everyone will scramble to get your product because it's better than anyone's ideas. Amen? Who was it? Roosevelt that said there's opportunity everywhere. It's just dressed in coveralls and looks like work. <laughs> and that was during the Great Depression. Amen? Man, there's opportunity everywhere. We're going to see people saved. We're going to see new cell leaders raise up. We're going to multiply. We're going to win the communities to Christ. We're going to release sons and daughters. We're going to release, we're going to release politicians and teachers and lawyers and uh, you name it. Don't limit yourself ever again. Amen? We were like those that dreamed when we came out of captivity. Come on. All right. I'm getting fired up. I could use a brat, though. Hey, Jeff had me over to his house the other day. He made me burgers that were massive. And not to delay this longer, but... Ooh. I blurted out in tongues right there. <laughs> Should have that at the altar. It helps people release their gift. All right, no, seriously, let's pray for each other. God wants to burst some, some visions. Man, you've been through a hard time lately, financially, whatever, and that's the devil trying to give you a stranglehold. You need to start laughing at that and start believing that this next, this next season is going to be your season. This next season is going to be your season. Financially, you name it. I'm going to have faith for it. Amen? Amen. 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 Father God, we, we call upon you. Just pray in the Spirit too. Come on. Just pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Come on. Don't worry about it. Just pray in the Spirit. Just for a moment. Pray in the Spirit. Turn the volume up. Come on. 
Pray in the Spirit. Yes, God. Come on, just a minute. Turn it up. Get some boldness. Pray like you mean it. Pray like it matters. God, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ for breakthrough. I pray that you would birth new vision, new dreams. We'd stop looking at disappointments and start looking past the glum and look to the glory. We thank you, Father, for fulfilled dreams. It's a tree of life. Speak to your neighbor and say, God is going to fulfill the dream inside you. You watch. Mark my word. It will happen. It is written. It is written. It is written. Wow, that's good. Amen. Need the ministry team to come forward? Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Ministry team, if you'd come forward. If you feel like you are stuck and you want to birth something, I want you to come up and receive prayer. Otherwise, God bless you. Lord, we pray that you would shine your, your light upon them, your grace upon them. Let them have an amazing week in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages. To learn more or to get connected with us, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.